This I something is going crazy. It is on the warpath. So Eric July launched his Ripperverse, as you all know, and I'm very excited about it. I bought the first uh, the first book or I pre-ordered the first book and the amount of money that he has made tells me something about the comic book industry and amount of hatred that he's getting is very shocking, like super surprising. I guess in some ways it's not, but I didn't expect this degree of of drama around a comic book launch. It is a comic book launch. This is really nuts. So I want to show you this. So his ISOM campaign, if you remember the last time I did a video a couple days ago, he was at, I want to say $1.5 million. We are uh, roughly two weeks in. We have uh, Thursday and Friday. He's in my opinion, he's going to be at $3 million before or on Friday, that's $3 million raised in two weeks. Now, I also want to correct something because Eric July himself has corrected this on his YouTube channel. Go follow the Ripperverse YouTube channel and also follow his YouTube channel, Young Ripper 59, if I'm not mistaken. But he said, this is not crowdfunding. He fronted the money. <clears throat> for the initial for the initial orders of the book so he had already had all of these things paid for out of his own pocket and this campaign was really just to recoup the money that he had already put into this what he didn't anticipate is there was there is so much i was going to say was there is so much excitement around this book that people are ordering in droves if you're looking at the screen you'll see 32,000 purchases. Now, for those who don't know, and I'm sure if you've ordered this already, I'm sure you already know all of this stuff for those who've ordered it, but maybe you don't know. So cover A and cover B will only have so many. I think he said 27,000, I think, for, uh, for cover A and something around 17,000 for cover B and cover C will be running for the duration of the campaign. He's got posters up. He's got the Yaira poster, the Isom poster. He actually has a hat now, which I'm probably going to order one of those hats. I'm not going to lie. Pretty stoked about this. If you couldn't tell, he's got, you know, t-shirts and different bundles for people who, you know, now the cards, here's the interesting thing. When I first saw the comic cards, the trading cards, I was like $100 for a pack of cards. The cards are bigger than normal trading cards. This is not everything he's doing is so unorthodox and I love it because he's not sticking to the norm. And this is really how you excite fans. You you go outside the box. You do things that, that people are just not used to doing. And I think that's what's going on. I don't know about you. This is the first time 
that I personally have been this excited about a comic book in so many years that I think I understand why the comic book establishment is nervous. They're nervous because this threatens the status quo. I love comic books. I'm a geek. I grew up on comic books, comic books and entertainment has been infested by the culture war. And a lot of these comic book companies are under the impression that we want to see these culture war issues played out in our comic books. And we don't everybody I know who reads comic books just wants good storyline, good art. That's it. I don't really care. Even I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, even for my own social ideals, I don't really care for that to be shoved in the comic unorganically. And I brought this up before. I just want a good storyline that's well thought out. I want to see characters well developed and I want some action. That's what I want. I went this past weekend to see Thor Love and Thunder. So some people have had criticisms for Thor Love and Thunder on, on the more social just or not social justice. That's not the word I'm looking for on the more cultural issue front. That wasn't my problem with Thor love and thunder. My problem with Thor love and thunder is it was a lazy script. It was an absolutely lazy script. Nothing about that movie had me excited to see what happens next. And that's my, like for a Marvel movie, yo, this is crazy. I've been excited about Marvel movies since that, that first Iron Man X-Men, ah, they kind of lost their way. Uh, Fox didn't really do a good job handling the X-Men franchise, even from the first X-Men movie. They just never really did a good job. They were decent movies, I guess for the time, but never really got me excited. When I saw Iron Man, I could not wait to see what was next. And when you think about it, really and truly, Disney really mastered uh, uh, this idea of in credit scenes. They mastered it. They had you sitting in those seats waiting to see what happens next. That Thor Love and Thunder movie. Now, I, I sat through for the in credit scene just because I'm so used to doing it, especially with comic book movies. But when I saw that in credit scene, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not really impressed. Nothing about this really had me like, oh my goodness, this is great. I, just, I wasn't thinking that. In my, personal, in my personal opinion, that is a problem. They have lost their way. And the reason they have lost their way is they believe that focusing on cultural issues uh, overtly and in your face is the way that they're going to get people to view these movies. I'm not interested. I don't know what the next Marvel release is. I think it's uh, Black Panther. Now, even that's crazy. I used to know exactly what was coming next and when it was coming out, what month. Maybe not the date, but at least a month. And now I'm just like, ah, oh, what's next? I, and here's what's crazy. I have still yet to watch Eternals and I have no desire to see it. I heard that uh, Moon Knight was good. I haven't watched it yet, but I want to. 
and I heard Miss Marvel wasn't really all that good. Now, a lot of people believe that people are attacking these things because maybe there's a, a woman superhero or some other reason. And I, I think these creators do not understand the fans are tired of rewarding lazy writing, lazy stories, lazy story arcs. And that's what we continually get. Now, I don't know what I sum is going to be, but if I had to, if I had to judge just from what I've seen thus far from Eric July, this is going to be good. I think he really put some, some maximum effort into this. And the reason I believe he did, he is as tired of these lazy storylines as we are. He is a comic book fan. You know, you know, the reason why Iron Man was was so good do you know the reason why mandalorian is so good john favreau this is a dude that is a true geeks geek i'm not saying he's the most knowledgeable comic book guy ever and i'm not saying that he understands star wars in and out but the one thing the the one sense i get from favreau is he is a geek that cares about the same things that the rest of us geeks care about. We want a good storyline. We want this thing to be well thought out. We don't want social and political issues to be shoved down our throat. Here's the interesting thing about, about comic books. You can introduce social issues in such a way that you're not jamming it down somebody's throat in an unorganic way, right? Like when you look at, when you look at the X-Men, the X-Men in many ways was a, a show of the discrimination that black people faced in uh, the, the 50s, 60s, and 70s. The, the X-Men were kind of an outshowing of that, but it was done so organically and it wasn't shoving this idea down your throat and it, and it wasn't putting everything you see in the world around you in entertainment because whether these creators realize this or not we go to movies and comic books because we don't want to think about these things going on in the world and i know that might sound ignorant but every now and again you just want to you, you want an escape you don't want to think about it anymore and i wonder if these people just haven't figured this out yet that we we don't want these ideas that they hold shoved down our throats. Now, sometimes, and this is the thing that's even more tragic. Sometimes what happens is these companies are to some degree fall to bullies. A bunch of loud people that don't read comic books, that don't care about comic books, that convince them to do things that the real fans will not like. And you look, I, I made a, a, a post on my Facebook page and I rarely ever post on my Facebook page. And this was right after I saw Thor Love and Thunder. And what I said was, I hate to say this, but Marvel has finally lost their way both in print and in cinema. They are just not good anymore. They're not good. When I go to the comic book store now, and I go to pick up a Marvel or a DC comic, 
I'll thumb through comics for several reasons. I'm a comic book snob. I'm not going to lie. I was spoiled in the 90s by by Jim Lee. Mark Silverstreet was the name I could not remember on the last uh, the last episode. I was trying to remember who else was involved in that whole image uh, image comics creation. Mark Silverstreet was one of the names I couldn't remember. But anyway, I grew up on Brett Booth, Todd McFarlane, Mark Silverstreet, Jim Lee, right? Heavy hitters. And there's a bunch of other names. Great art. So when I go to the comic book store, I'll thumb through books and I'm like, yo, this is like, how did this person get a job at Marvel or DC? And let's say it's good art. Okay, cool. Then I kind of loosely, you know, look at some of it to see where's this story art going. Or if I want to know more about it, I might look up. Uh, there's a com- there's two comic books, uh, comic book channels. I follow comics explain, which is an excellent channel. If you, if you want to know anything about comic books and have it explained, Comics Explained is the channel to go to. I love that channel. And there's another one for the life of me. I can't remember the other channel right now, but there's two channels I follow. And those two channels are good for breaking down DC and Marvel comics. Comic Storian is the other one. I couldn't think of it. That was it. Comics Explained and Comic Storian. So sometimes I might just go to them and see, okay, have they talked about this? Maybe I can kind of get a brief rundown of what this comic book is about. And a lot of the storylines, some of them are good. Some of them are surprising. But most of them, I'm like, yo, this is, I'm not going to say it's terrible, but I'm not spending my money on this. I think what Eric July has going on is a good shakeup of what we see in a comic book world. And I'm glad he launched this. I, you know, I, I hope that this inspires the next batch of comic book artists and writers. I really hope it does. Somebody told me one time, and now I understand that comic books are not just in the United States, but as far as the United States is concerned, this is what somebody said one time, comic, comic books are American mythology. And for all intents and purposes, it really is. And they're enjoyable. At 43 years old, I still enjoy comic books. Or let's say I want to. But there's not many comic books I see now that I'm I'm really that interested in. Either it's not going to be good art, or the storyline is going to be lazy, or they're going to be pushing some agenda that I just really don't care about. I just want a good storyline and a good comic book with some good art. I'm not saying the art has to be perfect, but man, it, it le- if I feel like if I pick up a comic book and I feel like, oh, I could draw that. I want to pick up a comic book and I want to look at some art that inspires me to where I say, man, I, oof, I'm i not this good. But this art is incredible. I wish I was this good. That's what I want to see. I feel like the the comic book industry has gotten our money for so long that they just thought we would continually give them money and they didn't have to put in any effort. And I think that's honestly about to change. <laughs> <laughs>